welcome back to another episode of the Grunge Bible Podcast. This is episode 28. Chris Salona here alongside Ethan Shalloway. Ethan, episode 28, September 24th, 2021. How are you? Chris, I'm, I'm doing well. Um, <clears throat> we, we've referenced this song before to describe our days. And, and I just want to, I just want to thank school of fish for creating the song three strange days, because that's exactly what it's been. And, uh, <laughs> three strange days. And I think that, uh, I don't know, <laughs> we're out of the funk or whatever, but here we are recording. I'm, I'm doing really well today. Uh, recently got some good news and we're back on the up. Um, yeah, how are your energy levels, Chris? How are you holding up over there? It's it's still the best month of the year. <laughs> yeah, so. it is. It's rolling along, but it's exactly, you know, I've noticed we've we've been friends for a long time, you know, and most of that time we've actually not lived in the same area. But for some reason, I feel like our uh, you know, our um our energy clocks always seem to sync up. And I I'm right there with you, man. I'm coming off, you know, some very strange days and it's just like School of Fish said, Got to make it through no matter what it takes. <laughs> Got to make it through these these strange days. So we made it. Yeah. Do you um, think it's like, do you think it has something to do with us? I mean, not only, obviously we have the same uh, birthday, so we are in the same, uh, what is it? Zodiac sign. I'm not sure what we are. Yeah, I don't believe in like, any of that shit. Fuck no, that stuff. Neither do I. <laughs> neither do I. But maybe that's why we're synced up. Because maybe, we man. I also think we have, um, our, our personalities are similar in the sense that, um, uh, they're both conducive to, uh, you know, burning the candle at both ends, needless to say, and, uh, you know, engaging mm-hmm. in different experiences that, you know, you end up paying for, you know, in the, in the aftermath. And, you know, we've, we've all been there, uh, you know, we've been there recently and, uh, it's okay though. You know, we're feeling, feeling good. Um, hopping in the studio once again today. So I don't know, man. Yeah, it's interesting. So what do we, yeah. It, I, I was going to say that, um, it's like, um, you know, when you go out, you know, it's just like taking a loan to buy a car, you know, you got to pay it back. It's exactly. like, you take, a, you, take a, you take a loan for fun, you take a fun loan and it costs some fun dollars and you got to pay that after, after it's all said and done. So yeah, we're just man. paying the piper. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, man, like my summer, I mean, summer effectively is over. It's the middle of September when we're recording this, you know, for all intents and purposes, summer is done. I had a fun summer, but I took out a lot of loans from the fun bank. That's I took, right. I had a lot of debts to pay. Mm-hmm. But, but you're right. I, we I pay our debts sometime, too. you know. Yeah, I'm totally. I'm. I. I mean, I like it that way. So. Oh, me too. Like I, I wasn't. I wasn't duped into you know taking these loans out. Like I. I knew what I was doing, and uh, you know you. You get the joy of it, and then you you know you you have to do your penance. So that's what we did. We're trying trying to atone. Another another so, reference right there. The the Cantrell. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. <laughs> so what's something? What's something? What's something good and bright on the future that that you can look forward to, Chris? What what's really what's really setting your setting your world on fire well, for I'll, the next like month? I'll tell you what, man. Um, today we're recording this on Wednesday, September fifteenth, and um, tonight I'm gonna go see the Black Crows. I bought uh, I bought Whoa. some cheap I bought some cheap lawn tickets to uh, no way yeah to go see the Crows tonight. Uh, I paid like three dollars. Yeah, I paid three bucks for my ticket. I'm I'm pretty excited. Seriously? Yeah, I pulled the trigger a couple days ago, so I'm doing that. Three dollars. Yeah, yeah man. you find that in your couch cushion. Yeah, dude, it's great. Exactly. It's. I mean, I piss away. You know, I piss away three dollars in much stupider ways than that. You know, <laughs> that's um, exactly right. <laughs> so I've got that going on on uh, this Friday, which would be September seventeenth. I'm going up to Boston to see Julian Baker play. Uh, really pumped about that. And then um, next week, I have tickets to see Phoebe Bridgers. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I'm taking a little trip to go visit my brother uh, towards the end of the month. Uh, I think I leave like September 30th. So I'm feeling I got a lot to look forward to right now, yeah, man. You I'm, do. Feeling, so I'm feeling pretty yeah. good. Yeah, the, the good times. The summer's are, overflowing. Yeah, man. My cup runneth over, and I'm it's I'm okay with into it. The this fall. Is, how, you, you have to. I don't know. For me, some the end of summer always makes me a little upset. So yeah, you, you have to, you know, you know, front load the beginning of fall so you you have a good transition there. And I and I just went to a Patriots game and you know just spending some time with some friends. So yeah, man, I I've I've been firing on on most of my cylinders lately, and I'm I'm pretty excited about that. What about you? What's uh, what's Ethan looking forward to these next couple of weeks besides our birthday, mm-hmm. obviously, which is I guess four yeah. days after this episode will get released. I'm so impressed that uh, I didn't know that you were going to a concert tonight to the Black Crows. I don't oh, think yeah. I knew that. So that uh, you made it work. You, you made it happen. Yeah, oh, was it the Counting Crows that you weren't able to go I to? I wasn't able to go to the Counting Crows, but they okay. canceled their show because of COVID. I don't know if right. or when it'll get rescheduled, but still in my yeah. radar. Well, I do. I have some bad news. What's that? More bad, bad news for good news for people that love bad news. Not really. But <laughs> so uh, we got uh, there was a few notifications about the uh, the bands and like all the you know, up, updates to the shows and right. how you got to proceed and whatnot. But Dinosaur Jr. is canceling, not canceling, no. they're postponing, they're, they're postponing their first like few, like the first month of shows. And that one in Birmingham was going to be within the range. So like it's getting pushed back. It should be around in November. Yeah. Um. So I guess that gives me something to look forward to in November. But, mm-hmm. and that's, you know what, honestly, I think that is good news because I got a lot going on and I don't mind yeah, you're taking that. Uh, yeah. And I, you're right. I do have some, I do have some concerts actually next. So I got a wedding I'm going to, I'm flying out tomorrow. I'm going yeah. to one of my, I'm actually a best man in a wedding. Nice. And I'm going to go to that on Friday. And then next week, um, one of my uh, really good friends, um, Nick, he's going to fly in and hang out with me for, uh, in Birmingham for a couple of days. And on Friday, we're going to go see the front bottoms oh, in Nashville. Sweet. I heard they put on a good yeah. show. Yep. Yeah, they're great. Um, I've seen them once with him before, and then uh, with my brother. So this will be uh, the third time, and and they've been they've been uh, back in my rotation heavily. And uh, but that starts off this the concerts for me as well. And you know the yeah September and October just seems it seems to have gotten busy. But I'm really excited for that. I'm really excited for uh, see some friends this weekend. And like you said, we're just kind of, it's just over the cup overflows into the fall. So yeah, man, we're having a good time, but hopefully we didn't just bore you with all of our um, individual stories, but cool. I figure that's why people listen, right? Because yeah, they don't this listen. Is, this is people to people. I mean, this is a podcast obviously about grunge, but I like to view it as a podcast where you get to see who Chris and I are and the people behind the, uh, the page, because you know, people care about the administrators of pages. People always want that reveal. I don't know why. We gave but... them, I mean, when did when did we first reveal ourselves on the page? Um, we did. Um, I it remember was not, it was it was past a, it was like a past a year. Or two, it was right? August eighteenth, two thousand eighteen. The only reason oh. I know that is because that was uh, we we saw Pearl Jam that day right. in Chicago, and we did a live stream that first day. That was the first time. You know, so people have known you know who we are for a little That's while right. for you know for what it's worth. Um, but that was still a couple. There was still three years into it, it before we reviewed, and yeah, I think it took, people wanted took to a know. while. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, because all, all all the shit that we talk about. I mean, we're going to talk about a couple albums again, you know, briefly today. I mean, you can find all this stuff on Wikipedia or um, uh, Ringer or you know, Consequence of Sound or whatever the hell you want to look at. 
uh, vulture. That's the one I was thinking of. You you find all this stuff vulture. anywhere else, you know. So pitchfork. Um, you know, pitchfork. I mean, there's 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 tons of <laughs> that. There's only, there's only one grunge bible. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. which one are you going to choose? Yeah, I mean, like I said, they're getting our, they're getting our personalities, and and this is what the, this is what it looks like today. Absolutely, <laughs> which is great. You know, I like I like to think that people appreciate it. I mean. We do have people on our Patreon. Should we go over? We have some people oh, to thank. <laughs> what an excellent segue, Ethan. As a matter of fact, we do have people on our Patreon who uh, seem to support us and uh, you know seem to enjoy what we're doing, and they've chosen to support us in a big way. Uh, and those individuals who comprise our top level, uh, you know, tier on Patreon are um, Laura, Irene, Kayla, Jean, Sue, Jade, Mercado, Release, Alexis, Shannon, Sunny, Mashburn, Shannon, Gorgon, Victor, Schaefer, and Marianne. So. Just like you said, Ethan, there seem to be people out there who are enjoying it, and um, we happen to know some of their names because they've decided to support us at our top level on Patreon. So thank you to you individuals for sustaining this podcast and keeping us rolling through 28 episodes. Wow. It's amazing. It's been a great run. It's been fun. Let's keep it going. Yeah, so keep it rolling. I guess we'll get in. We'll get into the meat and potatoes of the why that people listen to. And yeah, because we get to talk about albums like Bad Motor Finger, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, Magic, <laughs> and of course, um, Never Mind. Never Mind. Yeah, man. Which all came um, out on the same day, correct? Yeah, and and this podcast, as happenstance, is, is going to come out on the 30th anniversary. So this is coming out 9-24-2021, and all of those albums were released on nine twenty four. 1991 so 30 years to the day wow. uh so it's only fitting you know we've we've spoken about we did an episode exclusively on nevermind a couple of weeks ago uh we did one on soundgarden that leaned heavily into bad motor finger right. probably a couple of months ago uh we have not done an episode on blood sugar sex magic and i cannot say that you should be expecting one of those um but yeah man this we, is a this is a big day yeah i mean i mean we're both you know uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers fans as much as the next person. Uh, we know the names of the people and all and a lot of their songs, but uh, you know that's about as much as we can go it's into like, those it's guys. Like being, so. It's like having mayonnaise in your refrigerator. Like you have it, like you'll use it and stuff, and you know it makes sense. But like you're not going to be like, holy shit, I love mayonnaise. Like I can't wait to, yeah, you know. Well, no, you, it's like it's kind of like you get a dip or you get some recipe and you're like, what's in this? And someone's like mayonnaise, and you're like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, you like listen to the radio and like, who sings this? Like Red Hot Chili Peppers, or you're like, they just it's, always, come it's always there. there like, oh, you know? That makes sense. Yeah, they're just they really are, and they really are an important band. I will, oh, I will yeah, give for them. Sure. I will, I mean, they are absolutely crucial. They the members are iconic and. Uh, yeah. And you know, they just—they are around. Yeah, they—you know—they've been, they've around. been around. <laughs> they've been around for <laughs> a long time. Around. They've been playing for like since like Dude, early almost forty 80s years. I think. Weird. I think it's almost been forty yeah, I think years. Yeah, something like that. So they're closing in on forty. And you know, I, I've always said this about the Chili Peppers. You know, when people ask my opinion through the page, because for some reason it matters. Um, you know, the Chili Peppers are one of those bands. I feel like you know, if you're a fan of rock, alternative, what have you, any of that shit there's been a point in your life where you've gone through a chili peppers phase, you know, where you're like, Hey, I like this band. I'm going to listen to them. You know, I, I, I don't, right. I don't really know of anybody that's like, Oh, they're garbage. You know, I, I know people bag on their live performances, uh, you know, because of the, uh, the vocals, sometimes they say tend to be lacking a little bit, but you know what, man, like, I mean, there's a reason they've been around forever. There's a reason why so many of the things they've touched have turned to gold, uh, or platinum even, you know, uh, so I don't know, man. Uh, here we are talking about the Chili Peppers. So yeah. you know, case well, in point. 
I mean, this album definitely had some great stuff. It had yeah. Under the Bridge, Give yeah. It Away. Um, I Could Have Lied. That's, uh, that's another the personal girl. favorite of mine. I Could Have Lied. And it's so funny because this this album for them was kind of like a rebirth because they were basically like a funk band in the 80s. I know we've, oh, you know, you know that video funky. of uh, of Jump Around, oh, which yeah. was their first late night television appearance <laughs> in, in like please. 86. <laughs> Uh, He's like yelling. <laughs> on on Alan Thicke's program <laughs> in the thick of the night, which I know we've referenced on this show before. But um, yeah, man, they they kind of that was a pretty big rebirth in a way, you know, because I I don't really you you hear influences of punk on this record, but I mean not punk, excuse me, of funk. Um, getting my p's and my f's mixed up, but yeah, man, it's uh, you know, this is I think a pretty big paradigm shift for them. And yeah, so I think there's a lot of reasons why this album has had the success that it has had. You know, I just think it was very accessible for people to connect with. And, you know, we're still talking about it, obviously. And I know I have some favorites on this one is pretty much everything that you mentioned. I mean, obviously under the bridge. And um, for me, I could have lied is another one, but um, yeah, just, just a great album. Yeah. Altogether. It's a really, it's a really great album. I think that believe it or not, I really like their stadium arcadium stuff. Some of their, mm-hmm. the newer stuff, well, maybe not newer now, but 10 years ago. Right. Yeah, well, I'm not, I think that's when it came like out. Like 04 or something. Cause I was in, three. it was, it was even farther back. Yeah, yeah. I just was listening to that stuff in high school. Mm-hmm. It was kind of the first, first, you know, listen to it. And it was, you know, they got a little bit more, uh, a little bit more poppy, but not a little bit more like, I don't know fool in a way it wasn't so like didn't feel as like uh you know funky and whatnot so anyway that's a lot about the chili peppers yeah well it's, it's and, interesting uh, you know when you kind of compare and contrast that like for you your way into the chili peppers was something that was a little more recent whereas like nirvana yeah. with nevermind i feel like nevermind was everybody's way into nirvana you know certainly those of us who were born after you know you and i had no chance of discovering the bleach album in 1989 you know because we weren't alive and i you know mm-hmm. like maybe someone could have discovered it from unplugged or in utero but i mean never mind is is the killer here and that album also turns 30 yeah. today and you know we we obviously we went pretty in depth into never mind a few weeks ago on the uh the episode that, that was titled never mind naturally yeah. um but yeah i mean you can't overstate obviously how important that record you know remains to you know, weirdly enough now, I mean, just music in general, I mean, I'd even go outside of the realm of, you know, grunge or even just rock and roll. I mean, never mind Nirvana, Kurt Cobain. It's, it's you know. One of the more influential albums of music for sure. Um, you know, and I, we, we talk about that a lot, how like we didn't experience the release date and stuff. And, and like, I know we, you know, I said, we talk about that a lot, but I think it's really important. I mean, it's just, and I loved, I love pulling parallels to now, like, you know, there's three, you know, pillar albums that came out for these bands all in the same day. And, and there's stuff that like is dropping now that you don't really notice that certain albums are dropping at the same time. I mean, I mean, in a, in a broader or, in a, in a, you know, in the rap hip hop, like, I mean, Drake and Kanye just dropped their album like within a week yeah. of each other. And that, that, that could go down as, you know, if those are say, maybe that's Drake's best album. I, I don't know. Or maybe Kanye, that one gets like really good. Like that could be like a really important day 20 years from now. Yeah. Which it's, is crazy it's, to it's, think it's about. Weird, you know, it's weird to think about because it's impossible to tell immediately from the get go, like what a, re- what a record's legacy is, or, you know, what a the le- like legacy of a day is, you know, I think particularly with this kind of thing, but yeah, it is interesting to think about, but um, I did listen to both of those records uh, front to back actually. And um, right, I, I, I did like them both. I, I don't love Drake. Um, I've never, I never have, yeah. but I mean, it was, it was, it was just, it was what Drake does, you know? So obviously it'll be wildly successful. 
Yeah, I totally agree. I'm the same. I like I like I like Drake's stuff, but I don't I don't definitely don't go and listen no, to it. I like Kanye's. I definitely liked Kanye's album a little bit better. It was a little bit more my speed because I think it was just more interesting Mine too, in a lot yeah. of ways. I mean, yeah, Drake's album was whatever. Yeah. The um, oh, the only one I really liked on Drake's record was um he did an out he did a song with uh with Kid Cudi on there. And I, I've always really liked Kid Cudi. Um, which by the way, today is, I think the 11th or 12th anniversary of his debut album, uh, really the day that we're recording this. Yeah. So everything, everything's happening all at once, Ethan. Everything's connected. Well, there's only 365 days in the year. So the odds are in our favor, you know? So, wow. That was a lot about, um, Drake and Kanye didn't expect to do either there. We're just giving the people like a little bit of everything. Yeah, you give, you but, give them uh, you what know. they want, you give them what they don't want, and that way everybody walks away satisfied. Yeah, and that's what they're coming for. And then you know, they came for the personality and they're getting they're getting not grunge because that's what we have to offer yeah. a lot of times. Absolutely. That's just the way <laughs> that it goes. Luckily, we've saved the best for last. We saved the meat and potatoes, which is Bad Motor Finger. I mean, that's we've we've hit the other albums and um, you know, for everyone for each episode. And like we said before, we already have um, an album probably, I don't know, what was it? Fifth, maybe episode 15 or something. Yeah, we did it. We did a sound garden episode and, uh, we got into bad motor finger in a big way because I think, right. you know, it goes without saying for me and probably for you too, that's, that's your favorite sound garden record, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think and it's so we'll, we'll touch close. on it a little bit. Yeah. And we'll go and you guys can go back and listen to that. We'll maybe we'll link it up, but, uh, we're going to give a quick a drive by with the, uh, the album and, yeah, why do you like this album so much, Chris? Oh man, um, honestly, I'll preface it saying this: if bad if Bad Motor Finger only contained one song, and it was Searching with My Good Eye Closed, I would I would love the album just as much as I do now. I mean that, especially in recent week, just weeks and months. I did just this morning. Um, yeah. And for some reason, recently over the last couple of weeks and couple of months, like I have become absolutely infatuated with that song, even more so than I was before. Um, Right. And I, I don't know. It's, it's just so good. That album was it just so unique. I mean, you, you have all of those guys and we've, we've spoken about Soundgarden and, you know, the band's ability to, you know, innovate and create and make new things and just, yeah, just shred. I mean, it's just, it's, it's like all the best parts of like heavy, like sludgy rock with like seventies influences along with just mm-hmm. like, I don't know, just like apocalyptic noises, you know, I don't know. It's just, uh, and I mm-hmm. think this album, you know, they, they kind of figured out the formula because I mean, this is so different from like louder than love or ultra mega. Okay. Or something in my opinion. And, you know, I don't know, man. Um, it's, it's hard for me to describe why it's like so important or why I enjoy it so much. I, I just do like every single song on that record is, it belongs in the pantheon, you know, for Soundgarden music. I think it blows Super Unknown out of the water. I know for some people that might be an unpopular opinion, um, but Bad Motor Finger yeah. is where it starts and ends with for me. Yeah, and I think the one the one thing I love about the album, and it's really similar to Ten, is the way that these guys performed this album mm. on stage. And like, I mean, there's multiple concerts that, you know, they go through a, a ton of this, you know, they have their, some of their best al- uh, best concerts and it just consists of all of these songs, just like the early 10 days where it was just like that 10 tour and, and like the way that they delivered, you know, Rusty Cage and yeah, Searching and 
Um, they were playing with their hair on fire like five nights a week. It was crazy. Yeah, and like literally all those songs. Um, yeah, they and they just had so much fun. Like Chris, I mean, yeah, Chris is like the performances. I feel like he was spot. I mean, he was the most fun and the most like. I don't know, beach ball on his head type of like, you know, yelling to the crowd all the time. Just crazy. And uh, that's why I love Soundgarden. Yeah. Just gets you hyped. Yeah. And I wish I was in one of those. I was wish I was in one of those uh, crowds for oh, Lollapalooza yeah. and whatnot. Well, well you even know? just like vocally around this time, because I think as the 90s went on, obviously Chris lost part of his, you know, the top half of top half of his voice, you know, just because he's well, you older. don't say that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, but like, I mean, talk about like, I don't know if there's been a musician that vocally has ever flown as close to the sun as Chris Cornell did, you know, during this era, you know, in the late 80s and early 90s, around 91, you know, oh my God, so good. Like, that's like the best part about um, Searching With My Good Eye Closes at the end when everyone's just going nuts and he just hits that to the sky repeatedly, like at the top of his register. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. It's so true. And then, yeah, you make a good point of like flying too close to the sun. It sounds like when he hits those high notes, he's literally like Icarus. Like yeah. he's like up, he's up there, like so, like he's so far above everybody. And you're just like, you feel like you're watching him, like with your head, yeah, with your neck tilted back, looking up, like mm-hmm. you're just singing down, like yeah. Dude. It was just like I, I, I think when I think of Chris, like I think a lot of what. Led Zeppelin tried to do in the seventies was, you know, give mm. themselves and give their songs this like mythic status. Especially, I mean, even with all of the songwriting, there were a lot of allusions to those types of things with, with Zeppelin, but like, I mean, Soundgarden and Chris, I mean, they did that so well. Like I just look at them and they're just like, you know, I don't know. They're like more, more than human, but like still like less than God, you know, I don't know. It's weird. I just yeah. get this weird feeling when it, you know, when I watch them, especially around this time. Yeah. It was so much fun. Yeah, it was all all great analogies. Yeah. Yeah, and I think and like we've talked about before, just it's it's a good song that when you're driving in the car and you need to get pumped up, oh, yeah. it always always helps out. So yeah, it's just very it's very versatile in uh when I like to listen to it, which I can appreciate. Yeah, that's good stuff. I mean it's it's a great I can't believe these are turning thirty. You know, that's yeah. It, it, it's yeah, it's weird to think about. I mean as we've said before, with all of these anniversaries, we don't have the, uh, you know, depth of experience to really, you know, understand what that means because obviously we were not alive in 1991 when these were released. But I mean, to me, I mean, I've been listening to these for a long time now and I know a lot of other people who were alive then and they still say this music feels fresh and it feels new. And I mean, it's aged tremendously well, you know, um, I think, I mean, it stands the test of time. I mean, 30 years is enough time to be able to look back and really sit down and be like, all right, like, what were we dealing with here? And I mean, all of these records, I mean, shit, we're still, there's a reason why, for example, Ethan, when we post on this day in 1991, Nevermind came out, there's a reason why we'll get a thousand comments of people talking about their favorite song or their memory of picking it up at the record store on that yeah. day or their buddy who lent so, them a, a, lent them the cassette or something, you know? All right. <clears throat> Flashback to 1991. Chris Salona just turned, just turned 17. <laughs> you got, you have, uh, you know, $8 in your pocket. You can buy one album. Um, your dad's, your, or your, you know, your friends your, is going to pay for another ticket for you to go to see one of those bands. Ooh. And then for some random reason, you get to meet the other band. So you have to, you get to, you get to hold an album forever. You get to experience a show from one of those guys. And then you get to meet the band for the other one. 
So is this is this like a musical edition of Mary Fuck one. Mary yeah. Kill almost? Like, yeah, yeah. But I didn't know how I didn't know how to word that, so I'm changing it to <laughs> changing it to to own sea and meat. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Because I was like, I don't know. I mean, we could do Kill and Fuck on Mary One, but that doesn't really, I don't <laughs> doesn't know really how work to, with an album. It, yeah, it just it makes it. A little, it this is way cooler. All so right. yeah, you get the meat one, you get the own one, and you get the. <sighs> experience we'll say you know? i'm trying to think like on the totem and pole. these are a good one because these are like i mean like i said we, like before like surprisingly you know we know all the members in the chili peppers you know everybody yeah. by name and I, that's one of the reasons i love the bands of these eras because yes. you know the bass player's name right you know the drummer's name you don't know those people anymore and you don't know anybody no, you don't know Dragons. you don't know who, you don't know who's <laughs> playing bass in machine gun kelly's band you know like you don't know that stuff no, they're all hired guns exactly. these days. It's there's just no different band. now. You know? So it's kind of nice because there's reasons they're all highly regarded as live performers. They're all highly regarded yeah. as like icons and people you'd want to meet. Yeah. So I mean, I'm excited. I think now I, I'm going to reverse engineer this in a little bit of a way. Um, I'm going to start. I think I think I would like to meet Nirvana just because, you know, just to have that story of like, hey, I met Kurt and like he told me off backstage or something like that. I don't know. You know, I think. Right. So I lock them in for, you know, being able to meet them uh, to see them live. Without a doubt, it's got to be Soundgarden. Have to be yeah. Soundgarden. And and honestly, like. Absolutely. For me. Like, that means that you have to own Blood Sugar Sex Yeah. Magic. I mean, it's in the other in the other <laughs> example, like this That's is the equivalent bad. of kill, you know, like you spend eight bucks on this thing. <laughs> I get a cassette. I listen to it for a little bit, and maybe I trade it. I trade it for a bad motor finger one, you know, <laughs> something like that. You can always buy the other ones, but you, you know, those other experiences you got to lock in. So I think I would, I would, you know, not begrudgingly, but I would, I would own Blood Sugar Sex Magic. I would see Soundgarden live, and I would meet Nirvana. <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be my shakedown. I'm interested to hear what your breakdown of this would be. Yeah, I um. <clears throat> So hearing you say that, I and and it's it's funny because I think, um, yeah, you kind of you kind of sold me on the idea to uh, buy Blood Sugar Sex Magic. I think that that makes totally. sense. I I mean I like I like a few songs on there, so it'll get me it'll get me to the next yeah, album release or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah, it'll it'll do. Although they would be they would be they would be really fun to see live. But I also think that I think that Nirvana had the smallest window to see live. So I think that that would be extremely, although this is the best time to see Soundgarden too, but this is, you know, there's different experiences that totally. Soundgarden has to offer. So I would love to see, I think that seeing Nirvana would be amazing. And then I get to meet and greet Chris Cornell and, and Kim. And I think that that conversation experience might be a little bit longer than the one I have with Nirvana. And I could be, a little, you know, like you said, you might, you might be told to screw off by, Kurt and them, but like, you might have some really good conversations with the Soundgarden crew. Or maybe Ben and, uh, Shepard would know, just come in and hit you with his bass, you know, something like that. Right. <laughs> yeah, you never know. But, um, you know, that I think that, I think I would go see Nirvana because I've always said I wanted to see them and then I would, I would love to, I would love to sit down with the, the Soundgarden guys. I like that. That's good. And I, I don't yeah. think, I don't think it's a surprise that we both chose. I think Chili to, Peppers are still playing. Yeah, so we can go uh, yeah, see that's them the thing. I think that adds to the mystique of this because you can't see Soundgarden anymore. You can't see Nirvana anymore. But also, both of us, we kind of had to, you know, purchase Blood Sugar Second Magic because I mean we're 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 grunge Who's Bible. I mean we have to go and see these bands and meet these people. You know. Yeah. So. And that was the cheapest. So. Yeah. You just got you got to do what album. you got to do. But no, I feel. 
I, f- I would feel very content with my selection and, right. and, and with yours too. I think seeing Nirvana would be really, really cool. You give me Nirvana at like a small club in like, you know, 1991, right before or after Nevermind came out. I mean, yeah, I mean, and you know, seeing Red Hot Chili Peppers or meeting, meeting Flea, I think would be really, really fun, obviously. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I wonder if there's some, there's gotta be, obviously there's somebody out there that's seen these three bands and that has an opinion on their live performances yeah. and, or has opinion on meeting them and stuff. And it'd be kind of fun to hear that. I don't know how, but somebody has these experiences. Somebody does. Maybe somebody had that, that choice when they were 17 yeah, years maybe. old and they, and they did have to decide. They're like, man, I had to buy one album today. And then like, they're all playing. I don't envy cool. those decisions, but yeah, we'll never know. But man, one day, <laughs> three albums. Little, little did the world know, 30, you know, 30 years old, 30 years ago. <clears throat> it's pretty sweet. 30 years is a long time. Good stuff. Yeah. And I, I think that's all I got on these, Chris. Yeah. I mean, we got, you know, we have two full episodes on the other two albums. I think that, that pretty much takes care of, um, you know, September 24th, 1991. I agree, man. And, and here on September 24th, 2021, uh, what are what are we listening to these days? It's a uh, it's a new week. We've got uh we've got some song of the week here. If uh, if you are so inclined, <clears throat> I would love to. Uh, let's see what did uh, shoot. I'm getting my I'm getting it mixed up. I can't remember what exactly I said last time. Okay, I think uh, I think last week I I did mute math. That's right. So. I got a few that I could pick from. Let's see. What is the song that I've really been... So <clears throat> could go one of two ways. I have a front bottom song, but I think that I've already I've already used the front bottom song, so mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay Spread away. But honorable, honorable mention of Vacation Town because that song was great to me this weekend and I really needed it. But <clears throat> the song that I'm going to go with is... It's a kind of a ska band and... It's their best one, but it came on during our, our disc golf playlist, and it's just kind of like a hang on to summer, and it's um, the Mighty Mighty Boston's, and it's the impression that I get, or yeah, the yeah the impressions that I get, and that's the one that's like never had to knock on wood, but I know someone that had, you know, mm-hmm. and that whole thing, and it's just a really feel good song. It's just like it's got the horns, and it's like uh, kind of made me kind of bump around in the ska zone have you ever listened to ska i, with like I can't say Iron that i Frenzy? have i've uh yeah and ska's like it's like super you know sporadic and has like you know all the horns in mm. it and just it's really I think of no uh, doubt really cool stuff yep yeah. yeah i guess no doubt would be considered i, I, I know they've the been ska. considered to be that but i don't know nearly enough about that sub sub genre if you will yeah they definitely yeah they're definitely they're definitely ska i think of like a little bit more no, they they totally fit. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to listen to more. No, no doubt. Maybe not. I can't say it's on my list but. of priorities. <laughs> Spider webs. <laughs> um, we when I was in a band with Drew and a few other people, our, our lead singer really wanted to play Spider Webs, and uh, we did. We played it a few times, but it was so so random when he like wanted to play it because, I mean, it's kind of a hard song to sing, kind of a weird song yeah. and. Has, but it was it was pretty fun to play. I don't think Drew was too particular keen on playing it at that time. <laughs> he was into some heavier heavier stuff. Yep. So that was pretty funny. Um, so what are you listening to right now? What what can we give to the people? I am going to pull out all of the stops, all of the frills, all of the dog and pony shows, and uh, I'm gonna stick to our roots here. 
Uh, recently, Jerry Cantrell just released a uh, the, uh, the next song off of his impending album, and oh, um, nice. it's called Brighton, uh, the song, and I believe the album is also going to be called Brighton. Uh, and um, yeah, man, uh, I think it came out maybe, well, at the time of this podcast released, he probably released it maybe two weeks ago. Um, it's just classic Jerry, uh, classic, classic Cantrell. You have some harmonies in there. You just have those... You know, I'm not trained in the uh, the vocal arts, but you know, that's like that that tone that Jerry Dark hits, arts. man. Yeah, like he just, oh man, he brings it home. It's it's so good. It's it's so much better in my opinion than a tone, which was the first one that he released. Because a tone kind of nice. had that like weirder like country like country western kind of vibe going on. This is like, this is Jerry. Like Jerry's this Jerry's is what back. We're looking for. Jerry is confirmed oh, back. Nice. So I'm I'm pumped about it. I I listened to it the day it came out for a long time. Um, so much so that I actually posted a story on grunge Bible. I was like, all right guys, this is it. Like this is, this is the good stuff. Grunge Bible approved. Grunge Bible approved. Nobody, nobody came, came at us saying that it was bad. Um, and it's, it is not bad. It is very good. And it's my song of the week because it is very good. So, uh, Brighton by Jerry Cantrell would be my selection for this week. And oddly enough, I'm pretty sure the this so this is the twenty eighth week. This is the first time that I've ever chosen anything that is like, you know, in the the artery of grunge, if you will. Um, so I yeah. guess the uh, I think you did pick School of Fish, but that's... yeah, that's true. Yeah, so they're they're kind of adjacent. I did pick. I think I picked a Queen of the Stone Age song before. So who knows? I'm just full of shit. I picked I picked another Mark Lanigan song. Yeah, so I'm for just disregard <laughs> anything that I say. There's no <laughs> chance that it's uh, it has any. Uh, factual bearing but nevertheless that's my song of the week we like it we like jerry a lot uh we love jerry and um yeah we do love jerry yeah. we've been trying to get him to follow us for years yeah. he doesn't follow it's like, us right it's like uh it's like hemingway old man in the sea you know it's trying marlin. to reel in the big marlin and you know we could end up losing everything for that marlin <laughs> risk it all <laughs> and but but the thing is, we're ready to risk we're it ready. all for the you marlin know? we don't we don't mind if me if we die with the marlin then <laughs> What that's are you okay. gonna do? That's the way that you know. That's Mother Nature. That's uh, yeah, yeah. We're way out in the sea right now, Chris. That's for yeah. sure. We've we've gone a long way You're out. Trying to be like the great Man- DiMaggio. <laughs> <laughs> Manolin's been trying to reel us back. Can in, we do an we- episode on Old Man in the Sea? Are we allowed to do that? Oh yeah, yeah. Chris. We're allowed to do. So we need to. We the need list to do is Old growing. Man in the Sea. We need the Big Lebowski. Yeah. These are our non-grunge Good episodes. Hunting. We need. Yeah. Oh yeah. We should, yeah. Move a little movie. Yeah. That'd be great. I love that. I would love to maybe do that. maybe October we can maybe October we can get spooky yeah, and do some we, weird we episodes. Yeah, because we've been hammering the grunge for like five weeks straight now. We need a yeah. we need a little combo breaker. So that's coming pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, and you guys are fine with that because we gave you some good stuff. So it's, it's all right, if you made it this flow. far, we are extremely thankful that you guys have listened this much. We're extremely thankful that you come back each week. Um, cause if you probably did make this, you probably do subscribe to us, which is great. That helps us, um, just know that some consistency behind it all. So thank you so much guys. Continue doing that. We're going to continue running the page, um, the way we do. Hope you guys like that. Uh, Chris, any other thank yous, any other thing um, you want to say before we, we tag yeah, out, yeah, just, tag um, out here? you know, you guys know where to find all of the, uh, avenues to support us. Just go to grungebible.com. would also like to thank our producer, Drew McFadden for his hard work on this show and we're we're still rolling 28 in man. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, hopefully we can uh 
Hopefully we can deliver some bigger things. Maybe we can, maybe we can say the big things come in that. Uh, yeah, everybody likes to say <laughs> the old the old university used to oh, say. Oh yeah, that was a big things never came. That was a lie. <laughs> big things never like, came. It's like yeah, it's like what say, Cornell said. I learned I was a liar, well, just like you. Um, yeah, yeah. If someone says big things coming, you can just take that. They're not throw coming. That in the you trash, don't have to worry about that. Doesn't mean that. anything. And that's why we haven't said that shit because we're not yeah. gonna. Big things coming is a facade. It's a straw man. It's an ad hominem. Yeah. <laughs> we're glad I got that off my yeah, chest. I needed that's it. been brewing for a while. You know, we could we could we could have Chris, that conversation. Yeah, maybe that's an episode. Maybe that's an episode. We, publicly, we tell people about the Pittsburgh Five. Slander. <laughs> that's where it all started. That's, maybe we go into depth for. We real. might have to. We have to spill the beans. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, our uh, you know, nothing, nothing could happen. Maybe. <laughs> oh man, Chris, it was a pleasure talking with As you. It was always, a pleasure Ethan. doing this. This is great. I'm, I'm glad that we could come on. I needed this. Um, um, yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks everyone Rock for and listening roll. and we'll talk to you guys next That's week. That's all I got. All right. Hang in there. Yeah. See you. Well. Yeah, so I think there's a lot of reasons why this album has had the success that it has had. You know, I just think it was very accessible for people to connect with. And, you know, we're still talking about it, obviously. And I know I have some favorites on this one is pretty much everything that you mentioned. I mean, obviously Under the Bridge. And um, for me, I Could Have Lied is another one. But, um, yeah, just just a great album. Yeah, I... <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right 10 <laughs> how now brown cow yeah i mean yeah, i need yeah. to get back in the box here yeah yeah you'll you just know to cut out that good bit you'll, he'll be he'll be fine yeah we could probably cut it right after i laughed yeah yeah absolutely. so you just you just start saying whatever it is you gotta say about blood sugar stuff. yeah you, you, you can do that or you can segue okay I don't, I don't give a yeah. shit. <clears throat> all right perfect <laughs> Shh.